1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560
2: WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com and Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Feels good to be back in the studio as much as I enjoyed the Creation Festival last week. There's something about being able to sit in comfortable surroundings that you're familiar with and sip your coffee and get your stuff in front of you and ready to go which is what we are at least as much as we're ever going to be forecast for today love it a lot of sun eventually clear skies tonight low 62 mix of clouds and sun tomorrow high 90 phillies had a nice win yesterday 13-6 over miami bryce harper had three hits including a homer knocked in four they start a three-game series at atlanta tomorrow night very important series there as they've a slip behind the Braves are five and a half, I think, out of first place. And at least two out of three is what they need, if not a complete sweep. And, uh, of course, but you say one game at a time. So we'll see how that goes starting tomorrow night. Sixers and all kinds of basketball signings happening. They signed Tobias Harris to a five-year deal and Al Horford of Boston to a four-year deal. Looks like Jimmy Butler's not going to be with the Sixers and they'll be uh, involved in a trade with Miami. And uh, we're going to have Rob maddy of the Associated Press on with us to talk about that in about a half hour, a little bit, get some of his insight into that. And the other big moves, including Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving ahead into the Brooklyn Nets and uh, some other big moves, all happening very, very quickly. Sixers, though, were in the middle of all that. At least they weren't on the sidelines watching things happen. And uh, soccer, U.S. one zip over uh, Curacao in the Gold Cup. That puts the U.S. in the semifinals against Jamaica on Wednesday, the uh, semifinals for the Women's World Cup tomorrow, with the U.S. and England going out at 3 o'clock, and then there's a game on uh, Wednesday afternoon as well. I think it's Netherlands and Sweden. Uh, So that's kind of a quick wrap-up. This weekend was at the Creation Festival. Joe Harnett is drinking his coffee, but you know, Joe, it's Monday afternoon, our first segment. I want to ask you how your weekend went. And you're just drinking, sipping your coffee. What are you doing over there? You're supposed to be the hardest-working producer in Philadelphia between 4.02 and 4.58, and you're
1: – the, I'm the hardest-sipping producer.
2: <laughs> okay. It's changed. I didn't yeah, it's changed that. a little bit. <laughs> While I was away – Yes. You were, you were making up your own rules. That's fine. <laughs> so, how was your weekend?
1: It was good. Got out to walk in the hills. I walked a little bit too much over in Gladwin. There's some great parks and great uh, – streams where you can walk your dog nice and uh so bella went swimming twice which is really good for a 10 year
2: old golden Bella, bella's loving you you
1: should have seen her this morning at four o'clock she actually woke me up i i just <laughs> i i i opened my eyes because i sensed the presence and i i i, I looked down <laughs> and, you know she's just looking at me
2: at four a.m. Four, you realize I'm still in the in the. I mean, I've said we're going to get a dog for, for Theodora, yeah. our nine year old. But you're giving me reasons to just delay well, it a little longer. She was trying to
1: tell me she has to go outside
2: at four a.m.
1: Listen, you know, it's better than
2: well, the, the alternative, I suppose. Sure, but sure,
1: but she'll do that. She will do that. It'll happen, you know, three four times a year. If someone right. didn't take her out at ten or eleven at night, then you know.
2: Yeah. Well. I'm glad it all worked but the out. the weekend
1: was good. I, I don't think I did much of anything except for going on two walks.
2: That's nice. You? Uh, creation was a great time. When did, you, when did you come back? Not till yesterday, 4 o'clock. It was a very long weekend. Oh. It was very hot. Yeah. A uh, lot of good things, though. Hopefully, folks got to hear them yesterday. Well, it was not yesterday. Man, the days are running together. I heard. Thursday and Friday. It was very busy. A lot of people coming by the WFL table. It was great to meet people. That's really why we get out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and
1: I did hear a little bit of the, what you're going to play today. What's his name, Mr. Cavanaugh?
2: Yeah, I'm going to get into that. His name is Joe Kavanaugh. Yeah. He stopped by the booth the very last day, Saturday night, that we had a booth up and in the last couple of hours. Yeah. And it's a really interesting story. I want to get into that uh, in our next segment. But one of the other things that was happening at Creation, you know, there's a lot of music. This festival has been going for 40-plus years, and you hear a lot of bands. And one reason I like going to Creation is because it's just another way to keep learning about more music, as well as meeting people and reconnecting. I met a lot of fr- old friends I hadn't seen in a long time. Oh. So I want to slip on a quick song here All right. uh, while we s- collectively sip our coffee because I have mine here. Thank you for picking that up today. Um, this is a band that they had a merch table right across from me. With, and the bands that would be right across from me up uh, on the hill there kept changing as the, you know, the, the, the festival kept going along. And this band was uh, just called uh, Trinity, and they have a CD called the in-between. Of course, there are four guys in the band. Go well, you figure. know
1: that I was going to ask.
2: <laughs> right. So four guys. I like their music um, because it has a lot – one reason is because it has a lot of instrumentation in it. They have um, like flutes and mandolins and uh, even saxophone and drums and piano and guitar. And it's kind of poppy and happy. All the songs are pretty short. None of them – they're serious sometimes, but they're not – like the tone of them is pleasant. And so I thought – Especially, you know, today being July 1st, as we head into the second half, the back nine, if you will, of 2019, right? Uh, that is it's good to reflect a little bit. Did you do any reflecting about – did it occur to you like well, this is a July, chance for a reset? July
1: if, is my birthday month and okay. I always do a reset.
2: Okay. Anyway, so you do. Yeah, yeah. But for those who aren't, you know, this is the sec- – if you were, had some resolutions earlier, some stuff that kind of got off the rails – and especially because it's the first day, of, you know, first day of the month and it's a Monday. It's just like a clean, neat way to get into the second half of the year. My goals include health.
1: Yes, me too.
2: So those pies downstairs that Heather made. Three pies. Cherry, blueberry, and apple. Apple. She has wow. some nerve. She's never done that before to my knowledge. Not
1: that, no, I've never seen. I've never seen. So
2: she, I think she had it in her. She baked three pies. Yes. Did you have any? Yes. I can't. Because,
1: because um, first off, I'm borderline. Sugar, okay. The sugar. Yeah. And so, when I look at something I'd like to eat, I always say to myself: So, if there's no ice cream with it, is it really worth the calories? And the answer to me is no. It's a little
2: picky, I think, Joe.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, apple pie and uh, and vanilla ice cream. Uh, is there something better?
2: But you would not eat it without the without the ice cream.
1: Probably not, because you got to say to yourself is. Okay, the calories and the sugar—is it worth
2: it? More for me then.
1: All right. Well, it's like, would you have ice cream if it weren't Breyers? I hate to do a commercial, but I grew up on Briars. There's no better ice cream than strawberry Breyers or Breyers <laughs> So why, if I see Turkey Hill has, and I'm sure they have a really nice strawberry. Yeah. I I say to myself, it's, you know, I'm not going to put the calories.
2: Hey, in. if you want, I mean, that's fine. That's your. That I'm a. I guess the bar for me is a lot lower than you. <laughs> <laughs> I can just wait, step. wait till
1: you get to my age. <laughs> OK, Before you get up here.
2: Fair enough. Any other any other thoughts about the second half of the year, though? Be an even harder working producer, for example, if that's possible.
1: I want to rededicate my life to being an even better producer.
2: Really? I really do. I want to rededicate the whole thing. I'm sensing mild sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> i not, not going to I'm just going to I'm going to go into a song and leave it hanging in the air and just hope that you meant it one of the songs this band that was talking about Trinity did, because one of the things they did at Creation was help lead worship. And this is a cool song. It's catchy. It's called Alive Again. And let me just play it for you here. This is from the band Trinity, who performed at Creation this past week. You're listening to the Tim DeMa show. WFIL. Psalm 118.24. Psalm 118.24.
3: Oh, your hopes and dreams are overrated. At least they.
2: AM56 WFIL, WFIL.com. Like that song, the group is called Trinity. They help lead worship and they did a short pop set, if you will, on the main stage at the Creation Festival. This past week, enjoyed hearing them and meeting the guys across the way when we were uh, broadcasting. We didn't get a chance to have them on the air, and hopefully, we'll get that opportunity. But I want to give you a flavor of one of the many aspects and, and facets to being at the Creation Festival. I had a chance to meet a couple of a couple hundred, I should say, uh, listeners or people who are formerly aware of WFL back in the day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I hadn't heard about what you guys are doing these days." And so it was nice. It was great relationship building, and uh, we're going to give you an example of that near the end of our time on Saturday had a gentleman come up. He had to find us. We're going to tell you that story in a second and get you a chance to hear uh, from a gentleman named Joe Cavanaugh. A pretty cool testimony and some words of encouragement, I think, will apply to each and every listener. So hang on for that. We'll also be chatting with Rob Motti of the Associated Press and Randall Wenger from the Independence Law Center. We'll give you an update on that Boyer Town area school district case we originally talked about back in November. More of that and all of those things coming up straight ahead. WFIL, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, and WFIL.com.
1: You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's
2: 417, The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Had a chance to chat with a gentleman named Joe who walked up to our WFI table at the Creation Festival last year, or last week, I should say, in Shirley'sville. It was at Shirley'sburg. It was this past uh, Saturday night. It started Wednesday, went to Saturday. We were there 12, 13 hours a day, all day, where most of Wednesday, all day Thursday, all day Friday, and Saturday. And I was starting to think about packing up. And uh, this gentleman walked up and started to kind of gush I and mean, share. And I was like, Do you mind if I just. Can you hold on a second? I'd like to tape what you're saying because what you're saying is pretty neat. So this is a little conversation I had with a gentleman named Joe who came up along with his wife at the Creation Festival that we were broadcasting from last week. This was Saturday night. What's your name? My name's Joe Cavanaugh. And where are you from?
3: Uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
2: Okay, so you stopped by our booth here at the festival and you had a little story.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that my wife and I are going to sell the house. We've quit our jobs in corporate and are going to central Mexico to serve as missionaries. But... When was that? We're going June 2020. Oh, you're coming up next year. Yeah. Okay. So we're on a year of fundraising. We're out and we're just getting things ready to go. Okay. But I saw your little buggy, your little uh, car over by our campsite. Yeah. And when I was caught up in drugs and alcohol when I was in my 20s... Um, you guys used to play the oldies, and then all of a sudden you switched on me.
0: Yeah. And
3: now it's an AM station, but now you're playing, um, pre- you're having preachers all morning from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m., and all of a sudden I'm, I'm on my ladders painting and WFIL, and God is speaking to me, and He's pushing on me, and He's pressuring me. And I'd go home and I'd think, and Tony Evans would say things that would get me thinking about how am I going to get out of this addiction. So you guys have walked with me for at least. Five years of when I came to the Lord and was trying to get out of the drugs and alcohol. As a matter of fact, it was um, Chuck Swindoll who told a story, just as he always does when he's preaching, right. that that Christ came to me in such a powerful way that I had it I had to make a choice. So you guys have been part of my journey, and now. I've been involved in youth ministry. I've been helping other men in drugs and alcohol. And WFIL has been part of and an instrumental part. Even as I talk about it, man, I mean, I just sat with you guys for a couple years just trying to hear the good news. And the preachers you had on there, Tony Evans, those guys that were bringing it so strong and convincing. So you guys have helped me get ready to go to Irapuato, Mexico. And, and, and it's kind of like the Lord says, right? And there's this line of just constant seeds planted seeds planted seeds planted and you guys were some good seeds planters so i wanted to stop by your table and just thank you so much um and i'm going to move forward and i'm going to do a lot of things that you're doing by just telling guys the good news as tony evans told me and chuck swindles andy stanley no his father Charles, Charles Stanley, just bringing the good word. Yeah. So I just really appreciate that. And
2: so when you were listening to WFIL, when it was a top 40 station, I think it was country and adult contemporary for a short time, then the company that we have now, Salem, uh, has 120 stations or so across the country. Uh, but they changed to conservative Christian, you know, to change to Christian talk and uh, preaching in 1993. So were you saying... You actually listened to the radio, and you turned it on one day and expected it to be something that was something else, or?
3: Yeah, what? yeah. So, so, and I, I've been clean, uh, fifteen years. Wow. So I had to listen to you guys a little while. So praise God for my clean time yeah. of being removed from that. But I was listening for quite a few years. But yeah, I was. I wanted to hear, you know, um, Bobby Darren. I was waiting for the oldies to come on. I was waiting for that that regular music, and all of a sudden it's like it's Chuck Swindoll. Or it was Ann, uh, Charles Stanley. So
2: now, if I was listening to a radio station and I'm listening to, for Bobby Darin, Mac the Knife, and then I hear Chuck Swindoll instead, do you, I mean, would you, in a simple way, say just the message of the gospel is what kept you there? Because most people, be like, unless they're
3: drawn in, they'd be like, "Well, let me find another
2: station that plays Bobby Darin."
3: It was like divine timing because the Lord was on me about what are you going to do, when you're going to change. I'm here to help you and, and other people, family members. Hey, you know, church, people go to church. Hey, should go back to church. So all those things were going on, and all of a sudden this comes on. So it kind of was going in line with people who loved and cared about me. Yeah. Were trying to get me to get with the Lord because they knew that was the solution. So this was just kind of like another piece, another piece to the puzzle of God finding me and you had a ch- and you
2: had a church background i mean so you, it wasn't like it right. brand new so like you said this is kind of another way of god tapping on the shoulder
3: yeah and saying remember but yet but yet when i was struggling and wanted to let go there was a new set of ears i had to hear something different than what i heard from my church Now i'm not put my church down yeah, sure. but i had to hear something different and you hear tony evans 11 o'clock in the morning Hell, yeah. and he's waking you up <laughs> uh, and he's telling you the good news along with what it cost. And see, that's what these guys are doing. They tell me the cost too. So I, so I knew that as I was getting drawn in, there was there was a cost to pay. So I just love that honesty of the preachers that you guys had. Like I said, six a.m. to twelve. And something happened at twelve. It's
2: all day long. You no, know, it's, it's all day long. It's twenty-four-seven. I have a show four to five in the afternoons, but we have pastors and different times. That they, uh, for example, chuck Swindoll six thirty in the morning. I think also nine at night. And um you know, Charles Stanley's eight thirty every morning, and there are extra times they'll air in the evening or on weekends. Focus so
3: on the family, yeah, so so, seven o'clock every morning. I was a father at the time, and you know, grappling with that. What am I doing with my kids? And, and so you'd hear those guys come in, and so God was just lovingly bombarding me with all kinds of options um, to go. So. And, so
2: and just just to get this, the timeline right, so. When you first switched over, I mean, you heard the format had changed. You you stayed with it partly because of all the other reasons. Like, it wasn't totally foreign, the fact that there were other people pointing. The, but you still were battling the addictions and things for a while and the struggle to give up control to the Lord for a number of years even But while listening.
3: Yes, yes, that's so true. That's so true. because I Because I knew the answer... But I, but I but I, couldn't get to it. But I still wanted to hear it. So that would just continue to encourage me to keep trudging, keep doing something. You know what I mean? Don't totally go up and go back hardcore. Because that actually put me on a fence for a couple of years. I don't want to do it anymore. And so that was very encouraging not to go all the way back in. Yeah. So it, w- it was a process, man. It was a process. Yeah. Um,
2: we often talk about how radio is a private medium. And so people... Uh, who are listening may love the Lord and they're walking totally straight and then there are people who on the opposite end who don't know the Lord at all but they're interested and they can listen in the privacy of their homes or cars and no one, no one saw them walk into a church they don't have to talk to anybody and then stories in between kind of like what you're describing is a perfect example to kind of be alongside people to help them not just in their daily walk but people who are struggling to get on board and you know like you're talking about I wanna but I'm still struggling with things in the world. And then sometimes it takes a lot more than, longer than we individually would want, but God got, has gotten a hold of you. So.
3: And I felt the timing of some of the preaching. Of course, we talk about that. God yeah. kept meeting me exactly where I was at. So I was having some financial problems, and Tony Evans would talk about what God and finances really mean. Or um, what is my real responsibility? Things that I was grappling with here, yes. and then they were unpacking it in the Word. Yeah, it was, it was the Lord. I mean, I can say that now as I stand before you, but it was, it was crazy. That I would go like, does that guy know what's going on? Because he's preaching right to me, which we understand now, <laughs> right? right? But at the time, it was like, and so of course that kept me drawn in because I was getting some, I was getting some food from that somehow. It was, it was keep me sitting on that fence rather than going back into a full blown addiction. Yeah. So, dude, man, it was you. So, you guys have. Provided for me, and in turn, um, five children. You've provided for them that I'm clean now. Five grandchildren. So it's that it's that big picture. My wife. I mean, I mean. So we all have these seed projects, right? So we're all planting these seeds, man. So I just I just had to share the good news with you. That's right. Man. I really appreciate that. And
2: and now you're heading, Lord willing, to Mexico next summer. And uh, what's the hope? And what's the plan for that? To be to live there to be the.
3: Okay. So you know, there's no plan B. We're going until the Lord wants to bring us home, or maybe I can't walk and talk so good. So I think I got a good 10, 15 hard years out there. I love young adults. Uh, we've been doing that for a long time in our own communities. So what we do here for the Lord now, we go this way. Which should be, what should
2: be, what, what is, is there a, a general framework of what the hope is for next year? Not just you know financially, but the, the ministry itself. You're open to do. Just to go live and see what God does with that?
3: No, no. So we we, we took a vision trip. We yeah. went over there and so we met with the missionaries we're replacing. Okay. So we're coming alongside some of their seed projects, which are in the impoverished villages and trying to build community centers. Okay. So Karina's a pediatric nurse, teaches pediatric medicine. Um, so she's going to be helping with that, along with um, we want to be spiritual parents. Wow. We're seasoned, matured now. We want to be able to, as Paul says, like like nursing mothers, we've come back to you sure. and we want to share the gospel in ourselves. So we want to be spiritual parents. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for
2: coming by and sharing. God bless you guys both. Yeah,
3: it's great. Nice to meet you.
2: Thank you. God bless you in your next chapters. Bye right, for now. That's a gentleman named Joe Cavanaugh along with his wife who uh, stopped by our table at the Creation Festival Saturday night, just a couple hours before he broke down the table and Wow, what a story! And that's just that's just one person at the festival, one person's story. Uh, the reason I wanted to share it with you is because um, while we're excited that WFL is part of his story, um, what God's done, I'm thinking about all the other people who were walking along with him faithfully, including his pastor, his church, his family, his friends. People were praying for him for years, because if I have my facts straight, he really wasn't on board with the Lord till close to forty or forty-five something like that before we really kind of got clear of the drugs and all that. So if you're in that position yourself and you're struggling with drugs or some kind of other addiction and you're chasing your tail and you feel like you've really lost your way, it's not too late for you. If you're praying for someone like that, it's not too late for you or for that person. Uh, just be faithful, be diligent and let the, even if you haven't been, it's okay. Start today and be, uh, begin to pray for people. Maybe you stop stopped praying for someone because you just felt like, you know what? doesn't make any difference. I haven't seen any changes, but that was well, That's what really struck me. Of all the things that Joe said was the fact he was listening to Top 40 Radio, and then when it changed to Christian, he kept listening because some seed had been planted in his life beforehand that continued to draw him along. If it's me, I'm looking for another station that plays the music I was listening to. I don't keep listening to the next thing. So uh, the verse that I think about a lot in these things, and we'll go into a break here in a second, uh, but just wanted to encourage you, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, stand, for, uh, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in him is never in vain. Stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in him is never in vain. So it doesn't matter who you are or where, what you're up to. If you're, if you're working at home you're helping raise a family and you're you're basically you're anchoring your home, perhaps you're in the workforce, perhaps you're unemployed, perhaps you're a student, wherever you are, the main encouragement is be faithful. The next thing, the next small thing, doesn't have to be a big thing. This is not a big picture verse. This This is the next thing kind of thing. Be faithful as you go. And you can trust that God's going to use that and weave together something beautiful for his glory. That's his job, how he wants to do that. And Lord willing, he, you know, we we walk with him and make these decisions that honor him, including taking time to pray for somebody or whatever it might be. So 1 Corinthians 15, 58, look that up if you have a second and uh, be encouraged by the fact that nothing you do for him as unto him is a waste of time. You don't have to see the fruit. You don't have to see how it plays out. I don't even think God tells us to do that, does he? He doesn't say figure out what I'm doing. He says, follow me, obey me, walk with me. And they'll take care of all those other details. We have a short break to take. We're going to bring Rob Motti in from the Associated Press in a moment, chat a little bit about the big Sixers moves. We also have Randall Wenger of the Independence Law Center to give us an update on what happened with the Boyertown Area School District case. Uh, We'll get into that in just a little bit here. It's all happening on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
2: 432, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. We're going down to 62 tonight after a sunny rest of the afternoon and early evening. I love these long summer days where you can enjoy the uh, the weather, as long as it's nice, of course. Uh, mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, high 90. Phillies with a 13-6 win over Miami. Uh, yesterday, they're playing a, at the uh, Atlanta Braves starting tomorrow, three-game series. And uh, a bunch of things going on in basketball, which is why we bring in Rob Motte from the Associated Press. Hey, Rob, how you doing, man? Hey, Timmy, how are you? I'm good. Good to hear your voice. Yes, sir. Always good to hear your
4: voice and look forward to seeing you down at the ballpark when the Phillies get back in town.
2: I'm looking forward to it. You've been down there covering a lot of games. What's your take on things now? they got this big series with the Braves starting tomorrow. They're, what, five and a half out of first. So Yeah,
4: it, it really is a big series, and it's too bad they can't figure out a way to beat those stinking Miami Marlins. I think the difference between the Phillies and the Braves is their inability to beat Miami and the Braves' ability to beat Miami. I believe they have the same amount of losses against every other team, uh, the rest of the league, but the Phillies have now lost seven to the Marlins, and the Braves have lost one, and, that, and that's a big factor in the division, so they're going to have to
2: try and get two out of three here in
4: Atlanta at the very least, if not sweep, and it's going to be pretty difficult to sweep the Braves in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, yeah, and on the basketball side of things, yesterday, uh, last night, and right into today, just a flurry of moves, of course you have in New York, you have Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving, apparently going to be going to the Brooklyn Nets, are you surprised by that?
4: Not at all. Uh there is a, a very strong connection with uh Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and a uh a pastor who sometimes is a chaplain for the Brooklyn Mets and I, I think it is a great fit for them, not just for basketball, but for their personal lives to me. Hmm. Being there, being around him and uh being in that in, in that area is gonna be good for them. Uh I, I think that's something that a lot of people who who knew some of the inner workings saw that coming in and it's, it's going down and uh, it's unfortunate that Kevin Durant is not going to be able to play for it most of the year. And, and who knows when he comes back and Achilles is really difficult. We know how it, uh, it was for Ryan Howard when he tore his Achilles trying to come back from that. He had a tough time. So right. hopefully it doesn't derail his career at all, but he, he's got a little different body frame than Ryan Howard. So <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant Love can, that. uh, can bounce back a little bit better than Ryan did.
2: Yeah, but you think so? There's a, there's a spiritual uh, dimension to it that maybe folks aren't aware of. The, in terms of the the pastor or the yes. team chaplain. Yeah,
4: yeah, okay. yeah. Kate K, KD was baptized uh, by uh, the uh, uh, the pastor, and uh, uh-huh. I, I know some people look at Kevin Durant and, and see some of the the back and forth with the media and some of the things that he. Uh, he says that may be just sometimes, and, and you know question what he's about. Yeah, but, uh, he, he's a guy who, who's who's probably early in his walk, and he's growing, and he's learning, and he's walking. and It'll be good for him to be around mentors that uh, that he looks up to, people who are going to be able to speak truth into his life.
2: That's really cool. Chat with Rob Motty, the Associated Press. Uh, he, he's the head writer for the Phils, for the Eagles, also covers the Sixers and Flyers. Klay Thompson signing with Golden State, which was no surprise, the max deal to continue with the, with the Warriors. And then, of course, the Sixers signing Tobias Harris, five-year deal. And Al Horford of Boston joined the team. With, it look, looks like uh, Jimmy Butler's going to be heading out of town. So what's your take on it? I mean, it's, it's way too early probably to figure out how this is all going to shake out, but do you have any initial reaction to all that? Yeah, it's uh, crazy because I was on the air, had a lot, I had to react
4: live to it as it's going down and, and every. Seconds. I'm getting an update from my producer yesterday and, and letting me know what's happening. And, and my initial thought is I like it. Uh, I, I like Tobias Harris coming back. I know it's a lot of money, but I do think that he's got upside at 26. He's a good guy in the, in the locker room. Uh, I've seen him uh, attending chapel sitting there, and they need that kind of leadership. Uh, I, I think that he can help other guys. And I think it will open up his game a little bit now with J.J. Redick gone and, and Jimmy Butler gone. It'll allow him to kind of assert himself in the offense a little bit. He wasn't really a rock-the-boat kind of guy last year, so when he came here, he was he was the fourth or fifth guy, fourth or fifth option, and he, he just tried to fit in the best he could. But now I think given that he's going to be making this kind of money, Supermax contract, he's going to be allowed to flourish a little bit. And Al Horford's a guy who gives them a, a, a lot of – some versatility, some ability to back up. Joel Embiid, in case he goes down, or anytime they want to just rest him for load management. So he's also a guy who kind of dominated Joel Embiid at times playing for the Celtics. <laughs> I know he's a little older, yeah, uh, with, with that contract, but they're in a win now mode. So I, I believe they're set up well for the next year, next two years. Jimmy Butler was just kind of a, a wild card in this. And I know a lot of people wanted to see him stay, but I just don't think the fit personality-wise worked out and they didn't feel comfortable enough giving him a max contract. And there are reports that say they didn't even want to max him out at four years. So once you make that decision to move on from him, I think it's kind of an an upgrade in that they have a good room now, a good locker room where you're not going to have guys who may go off a little bit and and do things for selfish reasons and and, and kind of – you have a team now that can be really on the same page. And, uh, it, this team is only going to go as far as Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid take them. So it's an important offseason for both guys. We know Ben Simmons got to work on his shot, develop a shot. And for, jo- for Joel Embiid, it's an important offseason as far as learning how to take care of his body,
2: conditioning, uh, eating habits and nutrition and everything else like that. Yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Rob Monty, uh, just kind enough to take a little time out of his afternoon here. You can also catch him uh, on his Faith on the Field show, faithonthefieldshow.com. Is that right, Rob? Yes, sir. Okay, right, that's the, the best. is
4: it, it, the way we had some pretty cool guests in the last three weeks. Zach Ertz, Brian Dawkins and Carson Wentz.
2: Sweet. That's good stuff. Well, well, we look forward to picking your brain again more in the days to come. Just want to uh, see your your current thoughts on what's happened, especially yesterday. I mean, you just don't see that, that much movement. That fast, usually, uh, or if that happens, sometimes your team is the one left on the sideline watching the ball move around, and the Sixers were right in the middle of it ready to roll, to their credit.
4: Yeah, they were, and it's crazy, because the NBA free agency opened at 6 p.m., and they didn't do anything till a little bit after 7, so from 6 to 7 p.m., Sixer fans are going up. Like, did they forget about free agency? <laughs> What's happening here? What's going down? And then once the flurry of activity started, they were like, oh, okay, now we see what Elton Brand has up his sleeve.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, my friend. We look forward to talking to you again soon and see you at the ballpark, too. You got it, Timmy. Take care, bud. All right. Rob Motte, Associated Press, also from his program, Faith on the Field. You can Google that and find out more about it. We have a quick break to take. And then Randall Wanger of the Independence Law Center going to join us. That's coming up next on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live
1: and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons, 4 till 5, on AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
2: 442, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Bringing aboard, Randall Wenger. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, with the um, Independence Law Center and the Alliance Defending Freedom. The two of you had uh, f- uh, done a petition back in November, and uh, it was a case of dealing with something in, in the Boyertown area school district. Maybe just for starters, remind folks what that was all about, and then we want to catch up with you and see where things went from there.
5: Sure. We have uh, a client who at the time was a 17-year-old boy in the locker room, and uh, he looked behind him and saw that there was a girl there undressed while he was undressed in the locker room. So after after gym class, because he was so shocked and dismayed that this was happening, um, he and a number of other students went to go see the principal and asked the principal, what can you do to separate us from the situation? And the principal said, nothing. I need you to tolerate it and make it natural. And, you know, there's, there's really nothing natural about our kids sharing space like that with, with someone of the opposite sex. And what it really is is putting our kids in the situation of, of sexual harassment. We're violating their, their right to bodily privacy and tell them, telling them, hey, you may not be comfortable with this, but you know, just get, get used to this. This is fine. So we sued the school district for, for sexual harassment and violation of the right to bodily privacy. We unfortunately lost that at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit and filed a, a petition on behalf of six students, both male and female, in that school district before the U.S. Supreme Court asking the U.S. Supreme Court to review that case.
2: Right. now, And I remember at the time when we talked about it, part of the shock, if you will, was that there had been no announcement in the school that, by the way, there's going to be some kind of a policy. I guess it wasn't even an official written down policy, right? But it was just this idea that if you felt like you wanted to change in one, you know, locker room versus the other, you could. And that the, the student in question found out, as the other student of the opposite sex was getting changed like what huh?
5: yeah that that's how a number of students learned about the policy it wasn't it wasn't because it was announced it wasn't as if it was there was some kind of deliberation over a school board meeting it just happened but even if this had been a situation where the school was perfectly clear to say hey look from now on boys there there may be girls in your Locker room and girls, there may be boys in your locker room. I mean, even then, that is sexual harassment to put our kids in a situation where, where they're expected to change and, yeah, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can go somewhere else. But that that is akin to, you know, workplace sexual harassment where there's a, where there's a power gradient between, between the boss and the person who's being sexually harassed. And uh, I guess it's easier to put up with this than it is to do something about this this thing that makes me really uncomfortable that's that's the situation that uh that school was putting these kids in
2: yeah chatting with randall Winger of the uh, independence law center and the case again was in the boyertown area and i'm trying to remember what was it girls who were changing and there was a boy who started changing or was the other way around i'm trying to remember. um
5: there were both
2: in
5: in the boys' area and boys in the girls area Crazy. so wow. and in part of that, interestingly enough, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, when it issued its decision, said look there there can't really be sexual harassment here because both the boys and the girls are treated the same way as if two wrongs make a what yeah. a right, that, hey, <laughs> right there's no sexual harassment because because both of them are undergoing this treatment, and that's that shouldn't be something that's occurring in our schools, but unfortunately it that was occurring in this school.
2: Well, we had caught wind of that uh, in November when we originally had you on the air, and then you had filed the lawsuit with the Supreme Court and thought maybe, I think at the time you thought maybe we'll know by sometime in February, wasn't exactly (laughs) sure how long it would take, but it still took how much, just so folks also tuning in can understand the process, That not surprisingly, it took longer than that. It was like several months more before you heard that. What, what was yeah. it like waiting? What's that process like when someone's filing for the – because I think at the time you said, you know, we know it's not likely. There's only one out of 100 cases the Supreme Court will be able to get to. But what was your journey like over those months trying to have yeah. this case heard? It's a big deal.
5: I, yeah, and the process is a little bit unusual because typically a case is just dismissed right away. So we weren't dismissed right away. That that part was nice. Um, you, you need at least four of the nine members of the Supreme Court to vote to grant cert in order, in order for the case to be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and and every week they kept pushing us off to the next week, every week to the next week, every week to the next week, and and that went for months. So it, clearly there were some members of the court who really wanted this this case. You, you would think by that happening, but uh, yeah. And then there came the point where the U.S. Supreme Court granted cert in three cases dealing with what is sex under federal law, under federal employment discrimination law, but it's a very similar issue, and oftentimes in these school cases, they'll look to federal discrimination law to get definitions. And so as soon as they granted cert in those cases, we were thinking, okay, okay, they they may just hold our case until they get a decision in that case, because it's going to obviously bear on the outcome of, of the Boyertown decision. So right. at that point we were feeling very hopeful that uh, the Supreme court would look at our case in light of those other cases, but that, that was not to be.
2: Okay. And the other but, cases were, had some similarities. As you, as you, so
5: it, yeah. It, yeah. Dealing yeah. with whether gender identity is the same as sex. And so in, in the case here in Boyertown, um, The students are able to use the locker rooms based on the sex that they subjectively identify with. Not their biological sex, but the sex that they subjectively identify with.
2: And that's current. That's that's, that's that's how it still is now. Yeah,
5: that's current. And that's basically reasoning that sex just sort of means this objective, how do I feel, versus sex meaning the objective biological reality. And that is a question that the Supreme Court is going to be grappling with in a case called uh, Harris Funeral Homes. And it's an employment discrimination case, but still dealing with the issue of what is sex under federal Title VII employment law. Those definitions often get imported then into what they call Title IX, the education law. So that, that will have really important bearing on our case going forward Hmm. and just for your listeners as well this this is an issue that we are committed to so even though the supreme court didn't take the boyertown case the boyertown case is still ongoing there are other cases like it around around the country even in pennsylvania and we're hopeful that the supreme court will take one of these cases particularly after it issues a decision in harris funeral homes um, yeah. uh, oftentimes the supreme court takes these one step at a time one case at a time and they'll come back and and grab something so this isn't this isn't the supreme court saying hey you lose bodily privacy doesn't matter it's just waiting a whole lot longer than what we would have preferred
2: yeah randall wenger is our guest on the independence law center the uh, Boyertown area high school case where just Getting an update on that. We chatted about it originally back in November, and uh, we'll continue our little conversation as we wrap up our program here in a little bit. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com.
2: It's 4.52 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Last November, we had Randall Winger of the Independence Law Center on with us talking about a case in the Boyertown area uh, a school district where a, a girl was changing in the locker room and looked up, and there was a boy next to her also changing, and vice versa in the boys' locker room. There was a girl changing, and, and everyone was caught off guard because none of it had been announced. There was no policy. There was, there was not even a discussion. It was just there, and the students went to the principal who then said, uh, you need to kind of just deal with it, put up with it, and even, quote, make it normal. And um, so we've been discussing about that. If you want to search back through our original, uh, you know, the podcast archives, if you will, look back in November, you'll find that as part of the initial discussion. Uh, and the case has been moving through the courts and was submitted for Supreme Court possible, you know, consideration. But when we had Randall on before, he mentioned, you know, even, you know, one in 100 will get through. So they weren't necessarily thinking it would. Uh, and it didn't. It was rejected recently, uh, some weeks ago, but um, we wanted to get the update at least. And along with that, I wanted to ask you, Randall, who's joining us on the uh, program today, uh, just how the Supreme Court works, because you were mentioning before the break there how it's not – this is not the only case of its kind anywhere. So just – I'm guessing that the Supreme Court also does consider you know, multiple qu- uh, cases that are kind of similar and then maybe picks and chooses certain ones and, and then eventually they'll have ramifications. How does it work? The Supreme
5: Court – the Supreme Court is very strategic in the cases that it takes, again, because it can only, it only takes about 100 cases or so out of 7,000 cert petitions a year. So they're, they're picking cases that have national significance and that can lead to answers in other cases. And so even in this Harris Funeral Homes case, we expect that to give some answers then for, for the school cases. So it, it's more or less the Supreme Court saying, hey, take a look at what we decide here that's going to pertain to to this school issue, then litigate up in light of that, and then uh, and then there may be another bite at the apple later on. Okay. So, Interesting. So it's, it means that the issues take longer to deal with, but it's not as if the Supreme Court won't deal with it. They, they most certainly will need to in order to bring unanimity through the United States in terms of how these issues are dealt
2: with. From a timeline perspective then, not necessarily timeline, but... The path was having the complaint registered with you, uh, or or how did how did it go up in terms of what were the there were several three four five main steps to get to the Supreme Court level, which denied it at least for now.
5: Yeah, the, the first was we filed in in federal district court, federal trial court, and in there we had had a hearing. We asked for a preliminary injunction to stop what the school was doing. That was denied. So we appealed that denial to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, which is the, the geographic federal circuit that over, oversees Pennsylvania and in a couple of other states. Okay. And in there, our request was denied there as well. And so it was from that that we appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court okay. last November, and that was, that was just denied uh, a few weeks ago.
2: Okay, so there's a lot of denying going on, but there's also <laughs> no denying that you're continuing to stay with it, like you said, and looking for an understanding. This, this is helpful to me just to think through. You know, just because there's a no doesn't mean it's a forever no.
5: Well, well, right. That's that's exactly right. And so we're all aware of that cake baker case, the Jack Phillips case from last year. Yeah, um, very good decision in terms of religious liberty, but that wasn't the first time that there was a wedding service provider. Going to the Supreme Court, saying, "Hey, please, please help me. My religious liberty is in trouble." And right. Instead, there was a, a very significant case that, that was denied a couple of years ago, and the cases continue to trickle up until eventually the the U.S. Supreme Court took the case. And so, it's not it's not the Supreme Court saying, subtly or not so subtly, we don't care about this issue. Um, you guys who care about bodily privacy. Are, are wrong. It's just the Supreme Court hasn't given us a decision yet. Yeah. And so we'll continue to litigate it, continue to, get, to work to get it up there. And we're confident the court will take one of these cases and we are hopeful that uh, that we'll be able to win it for our kids.
2: Do you find, uh, last question for you, just if, if folks are listening, they want to um, check in periodically, is there a website or anything like that they can keep up on what's happening, whether it's that one Boyertown case or The funeral home case you mentioned, or even the work that you know you're doing at the Independence Law Center.
3: Uh,
5: Yes, Um, we've got a website, IndependenceLawCenter.org. Again, IndependenceLawCenter.org, where the Pennsylvania Family Institute um, updates folks on the work that we're doing, and so people can go to PaFamily.org, sign up for their updates, and through the Pennsylvania Family Institute uh you can be updated in the work here at the Independence Law Center.
2: Okay. That's great. Very practical and maybe we'll check back in again down the road and see where things are going. You know, time passes quickly, uh, slow sometimes, but in you know, it still moves quickly in, in other ways and, and uh maybe we can see what happens in the in the weeks and months ahead. Very good. Good. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right you bye bye. Bye-bye. That's Randall Wenger of the Independence Law Center, kind enough to be our guest today. Also, Rob Motti of the Associated Press joined us. He talked about the Sixers moves and other signings in the NBA last night. Joe Cavanaugh, a longtime listener who came to visit the WFL table at the Creation Festival Saturday night, also on the program, uh, played back a little chat I had with him at the table. He listened to WFL in his 20s and 30s, battling addiction during those times uh, when it was a rock station and when we changed to a conservative uh, to a Christian uh, teaching and talk format, I should say, in 1993, Joe kept listening. Instead of searching out a new rock station, he just kept listening to WFIL. After uh, 10 years or so, he really fully got on board with the Lord. Just a neat story about how God used not just the radio station, but also how God used other people in his life, all those years leading up to him finally really getting on board with the Lord in his 40s. And now he's heading to Mexico with his wife next summer to be a missionary there. Love it. You can get the podcast of today's program and all the W uh, the Tim DeMont shows at WFIL.com. Click the podcast tab, hit the drop-down menu, you'll see it there. And feel free to tell a friend about the program as well. In the meantime, we'll pass the baton now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow.